Long as you don't give up, don't quit, don't throw in the towel. Hallelujah. You're going to see the glory of God in your life. And now for Faith, Now What? Welcome to Brothers in the Word, because brother, you need the Word. Truly, it's a blessing to be here, and I'm truly elated. Not quite often that I'm accustomed to, you know, and I guess it speaks something that a leader could entrust his flock to someone, so I don't take this opportunity lightly, and we expect God to bless us on today, amen. Thank God for our leaders, the brothers in the word, amen, who are away in Miami. We pray God's speed and God's blessings to everyone, you know, the entire staff, amen. I'm a former staff employee of Brunner Brothers myself, amen, so I'm very familiar with what's taking place. Listen, I have a word this morning. I want to talk to you. I want to share something with you. I want to talk to you about faith, and in particular, as an individual, your faith. It has been given to you by God, has been graced unto you by God for you to utilize to express his glory in the earth realm. God gets glory in the earth realm through you. God is being magnified through you. And so faith has been given to us. Everyone has a measure of faith that has been given to be utilized to bless your life. I want to read something before I open up and just give you my subject. I want to read something. And I'll be reading 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. And I'll read quickly. I'm reading from the New King James Version. You can meet me there. Amen. I'll just read these passages and just build this message upon these passages of Scripture. Again, 2 Peter 1, 2 through 8. I'm reading from the New King James Version. This is Peter talking. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You all see that? Through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, and listen to this, he says, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, I want you to add, Peter said, godliness, and to godliness, add brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, add love. In verse 8, he says, for if, there's a contingency clause there, for if these things are yours and abound, ye will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, see that? And what I want to talk to you about today, because what the Lord has placed on my heart, not as someone speaking to you as a collective, as a body, but as an individual, you know your personal relationship with God. You know what God has told you. You know things that God has shown you in your walk with God. You know things that God has promised you as an individual. And you know the things that you put on the back burner because they, for some reason, whatever the case may be, have not materialized, have not manifested. And what God is saying today, he wants you to revisit that thing that you put on the back burner that you just gave up on. That you see no other recourse or you see no other means or it transpired. Perhaps time has kicked in and you're older now and, you know, you feel like your interest has changed. But can I tell you, can I tell you, can I tell you, if God ever promised you anything, you can put your finger on it. It's going to come to pass. 
But it's something about our individual responsibility when it comes to the working of our faith that is required for us to experience that maturation, that manifestation, that materialization. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So we know that faith is in the realm of the spirit because God is spirit. But the ultimate end game, the goal of faith is to manifest itself in nature. God never designed for faith to remain spiritual. The end game of faith, which is spiritual, is to manifest itself in nature. Everything about your walk with God, everything about your faith is to materialize in nature. Even the hope of glory, which is in heaven. Can I tell you, can I tell you, can I tell you, heaven ain't the final say. Because the Bible says that there'll be a hallelujah, a new earth. Old things will pass away. And listen, the end result is this. Us being back with God, walking in the garden on a new earth. Hallelujah. In a glorified body. Back in nature. Right where Adam was and where Eve was. Good God Almighty. But like Job in a better situation. Hallelujah. In a more glorified state. So the end game of faith is nature. The place where you can enjoy it. You know, nature is sensible. You know, our senses, you can taste it. You can touch it. You can smell it. You can drive it. Good God Almighty. You can lay down together. You know, the Bible says two are better than one. Some of y'all been like me, been believing God for companionship and matrimony, but it hadn't materialized yet. Hallelujah. It's a matter of you manifesting your faith. And can I tell you, can I tell you, can I tell you, you ain't going nowhere to the will of God is fulfilled in your life. You ain't got to worry about the enemy, about the devil, that rascal. Long as you don't give up, don't quit, don't throw in the towel. Hallelujah. You're going to see the glory of God in your life. But there's some things that we must do. Here, Peter gives us the keys to the manifestation of our faith. And see, we have to be careful oftentimes because as ministers, we kind of teach faith as a law. It's like it's something that, you know, principle, you do this and you do that and this will manifest for you. You know, do this and you do that. And, and that has its place because even we see here with these virtues, with these key elements and characteristics that Peter says, add to your faith. Being the fact that faith is spiritual, your faith, hallelujah, your walk with your relationship with God is unique unto you and God. And so although your brother or your sister may stand in the same need, have the same desire, the manifestation of the maturation of the materialization or the manifestation of your faith may differ from your brother. Even though you all stand in the same need, have the same desire. Good God, I know I'm right about it because the Bible said the blind Bartimaeus stood by the roadside. He was blind. He needed healing. And the Bible said that he cried out, son of David, have mercy on me. And he continued there. Until he got the Lord's attention. And when he got the Lord's attention, the Lord spoke to him and asked him, what without you, in essence, you have me to do for you? And the Lord granted his request. So blind Bartimaeus' faith, it required him to acknowledge the Lord. Hallelujah. Godliness. He said, add unto your faith. Acknowledge the Lord. Offer the praise. Son of David, have mercy on me. It was a prayer request. Good God Almighty. Devotion to God. Y'all see that? And it was required of a conversation, but the Lord permitted his request. So he had to be consistent and continual in his prayer. You'll find that in these virtues, when you do the root work of each one of these words that Peter says, add unto your faith, you'll see that these characteristics was necessary, good God Almighty, for blind Bartimaeus to receive the manifestation of his faith. So here Peter gives us the recipe 
in order for everything, and there's more, you understand the fruits of the Spirit, for anything in your life that requires faith, that you want your faith to be manifested, but there's the key to it, God, and I'm going to show it to you. But you see, the woman with the issue of blood, she needed healing as well. Right. Same situation, I need healing. But the means to her healing was a different role. There was a prophetic persuasion within herself. She didn't go into the liberation with the Lord. She didn't ask him for it. So how many know that sometimes you got to prophesy to yourself? Hallelujah. You got to speak over your own life. And it required her to really tap into prayer and just get knowledge from God. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I would be made. So she needed a strategy because how many know she was ceremoniously unclean. It was against the law for her to be out publicly because of her condition. But she broke the law. I ain't telling you to go break the law. Now, I'm just saying, but you got to understand that your faith requires for you to add unto it. Good God Almighty. And she added knowledge. She spoke and she prophesied to herself, which is a revelation in itself, because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But how many know that you are the mouthpiece of God in the earth realm? You are an ambassador of Christ. And when it comes to your life, you have the ability to speak over your life. Job said you shall decree a thing and it was shall be established unto you. And so she decreed and she declared that if I could but touch the hem of his garment. And when the Lord talked to her, it was after the fact she was already whole. She was already healed. And if you fast forward a couple of chapters later, you will see that she became a prophetic trailblazer. Because the Bible says as many in the multitude touched the hem of his garment. They were made whole. You all see that? So same faith, because it's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. But, but, but the means by which one received their healing versus the other was different. So what that tells me is that you can't copycat your brother and your sister. Your faith requires something of you. Hallelujah. That your brother and your sister, it may not require. So your walk with God is unique unto you. And what God is saying right now, everything that he's promised you. Because he sends his word to prosper you. He wanted to manifest in your life. And that dream, that business idea, that venture, whatever the case may be, that desire you had in life for certain things, God said it's still there. You can pick it up right where you left it at. Good God. You can go back and retrieve that thing, but it's going to require some work on your part. And all it takes, hallelujah, is for you to add something to your faith. And so here I want to just pose these three questions to you. Let me go ahead and give you these three points. And so therefore you can take these with you and we'll hit these three points and I'll hit them within the next 12 minutes. So if you have something that you believe in God for, can I tell you, God has not forgotten about it. I am a witness. I can attest that God has blown my mind with things that I've forgotten about. Hallelujah. He's that kind of God that he'll grace you even when, because the Bible says even when we're faithless, he is yet still faithful. So I thank God that he don't put his happiness in our hands because the Bible said without faith, it is impossible to please him. But even when we are faithless, he's still pleased to bless us. That's a bonus part right there. Don't put your happiness in other people's hand. God don't even put his happiness in our hand. He is pleased to bless us even when we struggling in faith. But faith is the key for you to be successful in life, for you to be happy in life. But how do you get that which you know to be true in the realm of the spirit to become true in nature? And all of us have to deal with that. How do I get it from a thought in my mind into a present reality? And it is true in the spirit because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But can I tell you, faith wasn't designed to satisfy you. 
It was designed to inspire you, hallelujah, to motivate you, but it was never designed to satisfy you. Our idea don't satisfy, but when it materializes, when it manifests, then you can drive it. You can pull up in it, good God Almighty. You can put it on, hallelujah. You can hug her or him, good God Almighty. Y'all follow me? So at some juncture, the gratification from God speaking and giving you the revelation is going to wear out. To, at some juncture, this thing got to manifest now. It has to materialize. Listen, could you possibly be adding elements that doesn't agree with your faith? He says, add unto your faith, not virtue, knowledge. And virtue is courage and knowledge is you know, awareness and understanding. Hallelujah. Virtue, courage, praise and all these things. And brotherly kind. Could you be adding elements that don't agree with your faith? I'm reminded of the story of the rich young ruler where the Bible says that he called the Lord a good teacher and he asked him about, you know, commitments in essence to God. I'm paraphrasing. And the Lord said, you know, the commandments don't do this, don't do this, that and other. He says, I've kept all these commandments from my youth. And the Lord looked on him. The Bible said that the Lord loved him. But he said, there's one thing that you lack. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor. And hallelujah. And the Bible says that he went away sorrowfully, meaning he missed God. One thing that he lacked. Could it be that you're lacking something? You lack something in that last move or that last inspiration or that last thing that God spoke to you that prevented you from experiencing? I mean, how many know that oftentimes, and I'm a witness to this, that something simple as forgiveness can hold up your blessing. Just some simple, just one thing can hold up heaven from opening up to you. Good God Almighty. And you missing God. This is a question. Don't answer this rhetorical. Just think about it. What are you missing? Or what did you miss that prevented or that's preventing? Because how many know as long as you got breath in the body, you still in the game. I know people preach your eulogy while you still got blood flowing Rome in your body. You know, like you'll never come back from that. You'll never be successful. You'll never be this. But long as you got breath in your body, you are still in the game. You ought to lift your hands up right there and say, I'm still in here. I'm still in the game. Hallelujah. The enemy will count you out. But long as you still have breath in your body, you're still in the game. So don't you ever give up. Don't you ever quit. Don't you ever throw in the towel. I don't care how many times you miss God. Because ain't that no greater time like the present time to get it right. Good God Almighty. And we serve a God that he's a redeemer of time. Good God Almighty here. So could you be missing an element that held it up? Just think about it. I want you to think about that thing, that idea, that vision, that dream that you put to the back burner. Because time has kicked in and you toiled and you tried and you tried this and it didn't work. That business idea that you know, I'm talking about what you know that God told you. I ain't talking about, the Bible says man plans his way but the answer belongs to God. We can come up with some stuff on our own. But I'm talking about that which you know God told you. Good God Almighty. But yet you're struggling to bring it into fruition. You're struggling to see it as a present reality in nature. I'm talking about that thing. Because God is not a liar. He's not the author of confusion, but he is the author and the finisher of your faith. And if God said it, if he showed it, it shall come to pass. But you have to, God says, work out your salvation. Hallelujah. Let me move on. Secondly, this is a question. Could you possibly be misorganizing certain elements to your faith? Story of David. David had a desire to go and retrieve the Ark of the Covenant. That was a good thing. God didn't tell him. That's what I told you. Faith comes by hearing, but hearing by the word of God. God don't have to always tell you something, but as long as your desire lined up with his will. 
He desired to go get the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was blessing Obed-Edom's house. House. David went to retrieve the Ark of the Covenant, but he didn't add unto his faith knowledge. He didn't seek the proper way to go and retrieve it. And God struck the camp with death. But after David doubled back, sought knowledge in the scriptures and went on how to carry and how to handle God, David was able to go retrieve God. And God told him, because you did not seek after the proper order. Good God of mine. So he lined everything up in order and went and manifested his faith. Y'all see that? God is a God of order. And the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord. Perhaps, 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 hallelujah, it was just a thing of you need to make adjustments in the order of your steps. Moses, after being delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt, and they standing down with Egypt on the backside and the Red Sea in front of them, he stands in front of the people and says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God looked at him, rebuked him and said, why are you crying out to me for? Speak to the people that you go forward because if you stand still, the devil going to kill you. Could it be possible you're standing still waiting on God to do something? He's standing still waiting on you. Order my steps in your word. Moses telling the people to stand still. God is saying you need to move forward. Oftentimes we're waiting on God and he's waiting on us. God has already given us a word. We have to act on that word. Could you be misorganizing some things that are hindering? I want you to think about it because I want you to go after your dream. I want you to go after your happiness. I want you to go after your success. And here's the fact of the matter. God is not just walking around passing out success. He's not walking around passing out happiness. But what he does, he gives you the resources, the means. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, I give you the power to get wealth. I don't give you wealth. I ain't passing that out. But I give you the power to get it. Deuteronomy 8 and 18. And it's according to how you work the power. We got to work the power. That's why he says, work out your own salvation. And that's, I'm going to work with you. But you have to work. In the Greek, Paul said, there's this word called a katatizo. Paul says in Thessalonians, forget which book, first or second, maybe second, Thessalonians 3 and 10. He told the church at Thessalonica, I come to perfect that which is lacking in your faith. That word in the Greek, catechism, means to arrange, adjust. It means to fit. It means to mend. It means to settle by mediation. So what Paul says to the church at Thessalonica, I come to arrange what is lacking in your faith. I come to adjust. I come to fit. I come to put the pieces and I want to mend it together. I want to settle it by mediation. Mediation where I stand as a mediator between your faith and the manifestation thereof because God wants you happy. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may well prosper and be in health even as your so I wish because it's not a given it's not a guarantee and again God ain't walking around passing out happiness but if you dare to believe you dare to add unto your faith if you dare to hallelujah seek God about strategy if you dare to have him order your steps in his word you'll be happy in life you'll be successful in life you'll be prosperous in life because God wants you happy he wants you prosperous he don't want you walking around with a frustrated faith and I'm afraid that too many born again believers are in possession of a frustrated faith. You dare not call God a lie, but at the same time, you're perplexed, you're bamboozled, you're confused, and and God wants you happy. He wants you successful in life. Are you misorganizing things? Are you waiting on God when he's waiting on you? You should be moving forward or vice versa. I'm just posing, I'm just painting the pictures. You just got to think about it. And lastly, are you adding elements that don't belong or agree with your faith? Peter says, add unto your faith. 
Could you be adding elements? The father with the possessed son, demonic son, he came to the Lord for the Lord to deliver his son. But because of the inability of the disciples, he said unto the Lord, if you can do anything, help us. He said, and the Lord said, if you can only believe. And he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. How many know that faith and unbelief don't mix? It's like oil and water. Faith and fear don't agree with one another. It's like oil and water. And the problem is we're adding elements to our faith that don't agree with our faith. Hallelujah. And it's contaminating our faith. We often say, let's touch and agree. But no, 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 no. God never said touch and agree. The scripture says, old King James Version, if many of you as agree as touching, you got to make sure people agree with you before they go touching and before you go sharing your ideas and your dreams with them. And the Bible says, do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. You got to make sure people have faith before you go sharing. Hallelujah. Your dreams, your ideas. Are you missing any elements that are keys to unlocking the blessings of God in your life? Are you misorganizing your steps? Or are you adding elements that don't agree, hallelujah, with your faith? That's the question that God is asking you on today. God bless you all today. God bless you all. And thank you for tuning in to Brothers in the Word because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was the message titled, Faith, Now What? by Michael Holloway. This message is number 6604. That's 6604. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6604 to a friend, go to BrothersoftheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.